I shared in video one, in part one of my story, how at the age of six I sat in front of a mirror looking at approximately 1,600 lifetimes I had lived before this time and what I wanted out of this life and what I wanted was the secret to immortality. Before I got what I'm teaching you today, what we have today to teach you at immortalnow.com, before I had that, I had to learn, and a lot of that learning came through hardship and pain, hardship and pain, being badly injured in my teen years by a troubled drug experience <laughs> gone amok. That's part two. So if you haven't uh, seen part one or part two, part two is the story of my teenage years in crisis, really in so much pain from a bad drug experience, I, I couldn't continue living. So at the end of the last video, I shared that in this moment of crisis where I really couldn't continue living, I said a prayer asking for help. And as I said that prayer, something miraculous happened. I was in my bed in a lot of agony and pain that I go into in the previous video. In part two, I was in a lot of agony and pain, and I have had lived that for about uh, a year from the age of 15 to 16 and I really couldn't live any more of that any more of that um, too much stress too much terror too much pain a uh, very bad PTSD so I said a prayer a deep prayer that came from the depths of me uh, deeper than I know existed and that prayer I didn't intend to say this prayer, but the prayer that changed my life, that gave us the secret to immortality was, quote, God, do something or I'm cashing in my chips. I don't suggest anyone make this prayer, but it's what came out of me from desperation, taking me to a very deep place. Perhaps I could have or would have taken my life. I don't know, but that's not what happened. Instead, a prayer came from my lips, out of the depth of my being. In the instant that I said that prayer, I found myself in what I call heaven or nirvana. And with the secret to immortality, even my own life, I don't name things. This isn't religious. The secret to immortality, where we've ended up with all of this after decades, is for anyone of any belief, of any experience, uh, whether they're very religious uh, in between or not religious at all. So I ended up, I said that prayer and I ended up in this consciousness of blazing perfect love. And I call it, my youth is um, a very kind of open-minded Episcopal Christianity. So I, I call this heaven today just to have a name for it. You could just as easily call it nirvana or anything you wanted. I uttered this prayer for help from the core of me, uttered this prayer for help, and instantly I was in this consciousness of blazing, infinite compassion, love, grace, wonder. And I was next to what I call my divine father. I was next to a separate individual, greater, far greater, an infinite individual that I think of as God or my divine father. And I kn knew that this was my father. I had never left this father. I had never left this timeless, perfect place. 
again, that prayer brought me to this place of perfect bliss and happiness. It was just me and my father in this place and all of existence. But the focus was on me and my father. My father had this perfect, compassionate, infinite love. And I've heard stories of this experience by many, many other people. And perhaps you have your own experience of this. I had never left this perfect father, this perfect heavenly place. When I was conscious of my place in this heaven. Now, I hadn't left my body. I didn't leave my body. I was fully aware of where I was. It was just suddenly I was conscious of this infinite, perfect love, this timeless consciousness. Excuse that itch of scratch of my nose. I was suddenly aware in my body, in bed, after the prayer, suddenly I was aware of my infinite consciousness of love, compassion, and grace, and the fact that I was sharing this consciousness with a God of my experience, of my understanding. This father of mine that literally created me was far greater than I was. This father of mine created everything that I experienced as this perfect, compassionate love. But I was the same being as this father. I was just just a kid, though. I was the same being created by my father uh, to become as my father, as I think we all were born to be. I had not left my body in bed. I was having this perfect, wonderful experience. I was fully aware of who I was and where I was on earth. But I was also in this heavenly consciousness, in this divine and perfect place of love. In this perfect place of love, I was not surprised at all. It's not like all of a sudden, wham, there was this shock and I was suddenly in this compassionate, perfect place. I made that desperate, the prayer of desperation, and I found myself in what I would call my true real consciousness that I've always had, that I always was, and this consciousness was pure and infinite love and compassion. And I was sharing this consciousness with God who had this consciousness also, or with a greater being or a greater source, whatever you want to call it. So I wasn't in shock or surprise. I was home in this luxurious place of love. I was in a home of compassion, love, and grace that I had never left. There was no surprise or shock to be in this compassion because I was experiencing my soul in all its purity without any division or anything interrupting it. And that's what we teach you to experience. That's why I'm telling my story the origin story, the secret to immortality, we teach you how to experience this perfect timeless soul of who you are. So back to the story in bed, I was having this perfect experience of love and grace, this wonderful energy uh, with my father at his side, being the same creature, the same individual my father was, the source was, the same as I am, and... I would suggest to you the same as you are. I shared everything with this source, with this father. But to me, the father had a personality. I have a personality now that you're seeing. A lot of my personality perhaps is affected by um, my flesh, my body. But 
my real personality that I'm experiencing beneath my voice that you're hearing is this infinite self, this infinite love and bliss. But when I was sitting next to the source, when I was sitting next to my father, he was an individual. I don't know that the word he really applied, but that's how I experienced the source, this father source. He was an individual, you know, a, a person, so to speak. And I was an individual. Even in this compassion, in this beauty, in this energy of love, I didn't lose my individuality at all. If anything, I gained much more individuality, much more awareness of my being. So I'm in this perfect, wonderful, unbelievable, infinite love that's shared with all, all with this. I'm getting a little excited. So I was in this unbelievable, infinite love that's shared with all existence and beyond, with no limit, no end, no time. And though this place was timeless without beginning or end, and though I in this place was timeless without any beginning or end, the fact that it was timeless made it much more immediate, much more real, and much more present. On Earth, things are kind of fogged up by the past and the future and our desires in our rush to survive. This love I experienced was all we really were, my father and I, was all the reality of Earth really is, if we look at it from the right perspective. So as I'm sharing this beautiful, miraculous experience, remember, I was in pain and I was injured beyond the ability to live with it. I made a prayer, and that prayer brought me to this beautiful, heavenly experience. Though I had never left my body, though I had a full sense of who I was on earth, this prayer for survival brought me to this beautifully, to this beautiful heavenly place where I was my perfect self. I was an infinite reality of love, more myself than ever, sitting next to my father who knew me and had created me. There was no time or space, as I've shared, and that made this place even more real and more immediate. The reality was beautiful. It was wonderful. It was everything you could ever want or hope for. I was alive in every way. But as an aside, in this beautiful reality of love, I understood that this heavenly place is right here and now, and this is the secret to immortality. While I was having this miraculous healing experience from an impossible pain, what I realized is that this perfect bliss and love, this heavenly place, is right here and now on earth in this moment that I'm speaking to you right now. But our focus is usually not on this compassion, love, and bliss. Our focus instead is on egoistic time, I suggest an invention, of the way our minds work as our ego's pumping away. I suggest to you that this beautiful heavenly place and what we teach in the secret to immortality is that it's here right now in this moment as I'm speaking. But our focus is usually elsewhere on egoistic worries and concerns, what we think we should have. It may be good. You, you may be a very good person thinking about what you should have, who you want to help what we're thinking, what we're desiring, what we need to survive. And this need to survive is actually what's killing us. It's two and the same thing. The need to survive and death 
are both two sides of the same coin. Yet none of this is real and necessary, and none of our suffering, none of this pain, none of death, none of hardship and disease is real or necessary. Yet none of this is real or necessary, none of the suffering, pain, disease, and hardship we experience in that beautiful, compassionate place, experiencing the fullness of myself, the fullness of you too, I would suggest, I realize that no pain, no hardship, no suffering was necessary because we can live with this perfect love on earth as who we are. None of this was necessary, I realize. What we want and think we need isn't necessary. It's simply a distraction from our soul and this perfect love I'm telling you about. What I realized um, as later, uh, as I had this beautiful experiences that on earth is so distracted as we are creating these almost ridiculous harsh experiences for ourselves on earth we have created sort of um a star trek holodeck experience for ourselves and yes every life experience of suffering and pain even my own that i've described is useful in getting to this heavenly place is useful in, in awakening. But as I looked at all those lifetimes that I had lived, about 1,600, as I looked at them all being born, dying, being born, dying, being reborn, again and again, I realized that we're all kind of in this compulsive rebirth and death experience, wanting more of a life on earth, wanting more experience. We're going to get to it with the next lifetime. Oh, I'm going to get to it with the next lifetime. Oh, earth is so wonderful. Well, uh, it can be kind of painful too. What I realized looking at all those lifetimes is that I had been kind of seduced into birth and death, birth and death, birth and death, all these many times to have, and all of us are being seduced into having many life and deaths, many life and deaths. Because on the other side, before we're born, they kind of appear like a Star Trek holodeck experience. It's like, wow, I'm going to Earth for another fantastic life experience. I'm planning all these terrific things to learn and grow. And indeed, that can happen. But it's sort of like a Star Trek experience that never works out, where we always forget who we are. The secret to the, <laughs> the secret to life and the secret to immortality is we help you awaken to this perfect soul in this lifetime on Earth, so we don't have to keep recycling ourselves. It's kind of like uh, I had about 1,600 lifetimes that I've shared, and it's kind of like. I was just stuck at Disney and never went home and kept going on ride after ride after ride, ride, and I forgot who I was, and I just thought my life is Disney World. Well, it's not. We can wake up to something much better than we could ever imagine having in this lifetime. And I think, you know, whether somebody wants power, wants money, whether they're greedy, the motivation on earth, whether we want a love experience, and we all should have that for sure. Whatever we want on earth, good or bad, I suggest, is from the same motivation. We simply want more than we have because we never have enough of anything on earth unless we have the fullness of our soul, 
the fullness of this love and compassion. And that's what we teach with the secret to immortality, how to have your fullness of love and compassion so you can stop wanting that new car, so you can stop wanting that better job, so you can stop wanting a better this, more of that, more of this, more of that. We don't really need anything more beyond more of who we really are, the love, the joy, the happiness, the bliss, and the growth of that. All of this trouble that we put our through ourselves through on earth, all of this trouble that we've created, and some of us get wonderful things. We get a lot of money, wonderful position, wonderful place in the world. But what everyone finds when they get millions or even billions is that you can't experience those millions or billions. Those millions or billions. I've had lifetimes where I've had quite a lot. You can't experience that quite a lot. It's certainly better than being poor and suffering, but you can't experience a million, you can't experience a billion. You can't experience your status. If you're very handsome, if you're very beautiful, you can't experience your beauty or your handsomeness. We can only experience the beauty of our soul, of what's inside. All the trouble in the world, all the trouble, look to your left, to your right, look to your, watch the news, look into your own life, all the trouble that we've created in our lives, we've created for ourselves and held on to while heaven is right in our face. With the secret to immortality, we teach you that we create this very reality by our thoughts, by our words and our actions. All of this, and we've created some cool stuff, but the, the problem is on the other side of all this neat Disney world is hardship, pain, and suffering. We've created this world of hardship, pain, of living and dying ourselves, we suggest, with the secret to immortality. We hold on to this life, trying to get more, trying to get something we don't have. We hold on to it all while heaven is right in our face the entire time on this planet. That's the end of this video. In, this, in the next video, I'll continue how I had this miracle experience and heaven or nirvana. In the next video, I'll tell you how that healed my body physically and instantaneously about one-third. I had this miraculous, beautiful experience that I've been describing, but there's more to the story. There's, there's much more importance in how at the end of this miracle experience, I was healed and how the secret to immortality was created. Stay tuned.